Good morning, good morning, boys and girls. It's so good to be with you again this morning. Today, I'm so excited. We are going to look at Judges chapter 6. Do you have your Bibles with you? Not? Oh, I'll give you a chance to go and fetch your Bibles in one minute. Let's pray together before we start. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you are a promise-keeping God. Even though we are weak, and we don't trust you, you will keep your promises. And we thank you for that. Amen. Good. Before you get your Bibles, let me ask you a little bit of a question, a memory question. Can you guys remember Israel's cycle of rebellion? We looked at it last week. Uncle Black is going to put a picture out for us. Where's that picture? Where? 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 Oh, yes, here it is. Can you guys remember the cycle? Yes. Can you remember Israel had a, had a judge? As soon as the judge died, the Israelites rebelled against God. Yes. And then what did the Lord do? The Lord raised up those enemies, those bad guys. You see those bad guys? And can you remember why the Lord did that? So that the Israelites could remember him and Repent, yes, and cry out to him. And what happened as soon as the Lord cried out? Uh, as soon as the Israelites cried out to the Lord, what happened? The Lord sent a judge, yes, to save them. And the judge last week's name was Ehud, the unlikely. Remember with the shriveled up hand, yes. And he defeated the king of Moab. You guys can remember that? And then Israel had peace for a long time. Now, Ehud... He was a judge that listened to the Lord, and the Lord used him. What about a judge that doesn't really listen to the Lord? He's a little bit scared. He doesn't really trust the Lord. Do you think the Lord can still use a judge like that? Hmm. We will see. You have to wait and see. So, I'm going to give us all a few minutes to get our Bibles. I've got my Bible here. But please, go and fetch your Bible. So I'm going to ask Uncle Black to pause. And pause. All right, boys and girls, you got your Bible? Yes, do you know how to find the book of Judges again? Remember, we open to the front of our Bible and we find the contents page. We look down, we find the book of Judges. We look at the page number, mine is page 261, and you open your Bibles to page 261, and then we're going to chapter 6. Yes, do you have your Bibles open? I'm going to read a little bit for us from verse 1 to verse 2. All right, again, Israel rebelled. So let's read there. Let's read what it says. Judges chapter 6, verse 1. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them over to the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of the Midianites was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain cliffs, in caves, and in strongholds. So, again, the Israelites rejected their king, rejected God, and said, God, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Can you guys see that? Yes. And this time, the Lord raised up and gave power to the Midianites. Yes. And the Midianites were quite bad. They were much worse than those of, from Moab. 
the Bible tells us that it was so bad that the Israelites had to find, leave their homes and find homes for themselves in mountain, in holes in mountains, in caves, even in the bushes. The, the, Moab, the, the Midianites were so oppressive to them. And can you remember why the Lord did that? Why did he raise up these enemies? Yes, so that the Israelites could remember the Lord. Yes, and then cry out to him. And did the Israelites remember the Lord? Well, have a look there with me in verse 6. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. And the answer is yes, the Lord's plan worked. The Midianites were so bad that the Israelites cried out to the Lord and the Lord raised up for them a judge called Gideon. Yes! The Lord also told them why they were in this mess. He quickly told them that the reason they were in this mess is because they forget about him and they run after the other idols. They stop loving the Lord even though the Lord loves them. And the Lord raised this man Gideon up to save them again. Boys and girls, isn't that just amazing? Even though we forget about the Lord and we reject him, the Bible says that he is slow to get angry with us and he's quick to love us again. That is just amazing. Oh, sorry, sorry. We were talking about Gideon. All right, back to Gideon. Now, Gideon was a really un. Uh, unlikely candidate. He really wasn't, wouldn't be the person you would pick to save you. And you know why? Let me show you a little bit. First thing that Gideon did when the Lord came to him and he said, The Lord, you are the reason we are in trouble. You abandoned us. So Gideon blamed the Lord for their trouble. He was quick to forget that it actually was Israel that didn't love the Lord and didn't listen to the Lord. Yet the Lord called him. Gideon's second weakness or his second unlikeliness was the fact that when the Lord called him, he said, Lord, I'm not strong enough. My family, my clan is the smallest clan and I'm the smallest, the weakest in my family. I'm the weakest. But the Lord said, don't worry, Gideon. I will fight for you. I will use you. But still, Gideon didn't trust the Lord. So Gideon's next plan was, Is it really you, Lord? Please give me a sign and tell me that it's you. And still, the Lord was gracious to him. Gideon prepared a little bit of an offering. He put it on a rock there. And you know what? The Lord sent fire from the rock to consume this offering. Mm. Gideon, after that, Gideon knew that who he was speaking to was truly the Lord. But still, even after all of this, even after all these things that the Lord did for him, Gideon was still scared. He was very unlikely, Kenneth. The Lord told him, Gideon, go into Israel, go to one of those mountains, blow that tramp, that trumpet, that war trumpet, and bring the people out. And he did it. But Gideon still was scared. And so he asked the Lord, Lord, Please give me another sign. Actually, please give me two more signs. You know what Gideon did? He had a little bit of a blanket, like a fleece made from, let's say it's made from sheep's wool. And he put it outside his door. And he said, Lord, if it's truly you, make the blanket wet and the ground dry. 
And you know what the next morning? The blanket was soaking wet and the ground was dry as a desert. But then Gideon thought to himself, oh, maybe that's just by accident. That could happen anytime. Maybe, Lord, if it's truly you, if you're truly going to use me to help us, change it around. Make the blanket dry, dry, dry and the ground wet. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord did exactly that. The next morning, the fleece was dry, dry, dry. And the ground was soaking wet. Boys and girls, isn't that just amazing? After Gideon blamed God for all their problems, after Gideon said, I'm not strong enough, after Gideon said, really, Lord, is it you? The Lord still answered his request. He was still gracious to him and gave him those three signs. To show him, Gideon, I want to use you. And Gideon, I'm going to keep my promises to Israel through using you. That's just amazing. The Lord was just so gracious to Gideon. But, boys and girls, what the Lord did next was just absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. Do you know, as the Israelite army was gathering, the Midianites saw that and they also gathered. And you know how big their army was? Guess. Imagine Soccer World Cup final. Imagine that stadium. Imagine all those spectators. Imagine Soccer City from one side to the other side full of people. Now imagine two of those stadiums and all the people that can fit into two of those stadiums. That's how many people the Midianites had in their army. And the Israelites, at this stage, they probably would have fooled maybe one grandstand. So, if they had to go to world war at a battle in right then, the Israelites might have like a 10% chance. Definite favorites would be the Midianites. But what the Lord then did is he took that army of Israel and he took two-thirds away. Imagine the grandstand, soccer city. There's a main stand. There's three sets of places people can sit. Three blocks. And the Lord says, the two blocks on the side, you guys can go home. The Lord said to all the people who are scared for battle, you can go home. And you know, only one block left over. So let's say there was about 10,000 people still in that one block. But then the Lord took those 10,000 people and cut them that there was only 300 left. That's nothing. There was nothing. If the Israelites were to, had to go to war against the Midianites, it would be game over. There would be no chance for them to beat the Midianites. And you know what, boys and girls, the Lord did that deliberately so that all the people of Israel, Gideon, and even you and me today would know that the battle was won by the Lord and by nobody else. And if that wasn't enough, boys and girls, Gideon facing this army with only these 300 men, the Lord gave him a last and final sign. He said to him, Gideon, Tonight I want you to sneak down to the Midianite camp and I want you to listen to what the people has to say. He snuck down and he listened and he found two people speaking. One had a dream and the other one told him, Oh my goodness, your dream means that the Lord and Gideon is going to destroy us. So the fear of the Lord was in the Midianite army. So that night, 
at midnight. Gideon took his 300 men. He split them into three groups of 100. And all they had was a torch. That's like a lantern. That's like a a modern torch we have. They had a a, a jar that you keep water in. That's like a hard jar. And they had a trumpet. They didn't even have swords. That's all they had. And what they needed to do was at a certain time, they had to light their torches. They had to break those jars and make a noise and then blow the trumpets. And you know what? When they did that, the Lord's fear went into that Midianite army. They started fighting with one another. And so the Israelites, the Lord used Gideon and those 300 men to defeat the Midianites without even the Israelites drawing one sword. Boys and girls, isn't that just amazing? The Lord again saved his people. Gideon was so unlikely. He doubted the Lord. He blamed the Lord. He said, I'm not strong enough. He asked for so many signs. The Lord literally held his hand the whole time. And the Israelite army, the Lord took it from a big army, shrunk it down to almost nothing. And the Lord kept his promise. He fought against the Midianites and he rescued the Israelites. The Lord won the battle for Israel. And they had peace. Now, boys and girls, this plan, when you look at this plan now, it looks so weak and so like it's not going to work. And yet the Lord used it to win that, be- to win that battle to rescue his people. That reminds us of another plan that the Lord has. A plan that rescues you and me. A plan where our King Jesus dies on the cross. If you tell the world that your King is dead on the cross, they would laugh at you. They'd say that's the weakest thing you can ever do. And yet the Bible says that is the power of God to save us. Boys and girls, our Lord is a promise-keeping God. Despite our weakness, despite his plans looking so weak, Jesus on the cross, we know that three days later he rose again and he conquered our biggest enemy, which is sin and death. So I'm so excited to see what the Lord is doing here in the book of Judges. I hope next week you can join me again. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you are a promise-keeping God. You have always kept your promises and you always will keep your promises. Jesus came, Jesus died for our sins and Jesus rose again. Just like with Gideon, you have won the victory that saves every single one of us, that can save every single one of us. Please forgive us, Lord, where we don't believe you and we don't trust you. Amen. Boys and girls, I'm so excited to see you this morning. I'm so glad you were here this morning. I can't wait to see what the Lord is going to teach us next week. Bye-bye for now.